Welcome to the Nourish, Eat, Repeat podcast, helping people who want to improve their health and change their mindset around food so they can live the life they were designed and called for. I am your host, Adrienne Delgado, and in this podcast, you will get practical nutrition and health tips for both you and your entire family. I am a registered dietitian. I'll give you step-by-step plans to reach your goals, easy tips to stay motivated, and my favorite recipes that I know you will enjoy too. Nutrition and health doesn't have to be boring or grueling. Let's enjoy the journey while we strive to reach the destination together. So grab your water bottle and notebook because it's time to get started. Welcome back to another episode. Today, I have two questions for you. Question number one, how often do you think about food? And when I say think about food, I'm talking about, you know, your meals, your snacks, what you're going to eat in the future, what you just recently ate. Is food something that you think about often? So I have a really good friend who doesn't think about food at all. Food, meals, dinner time doesn't really interest her. And so she doesn't put a lot of thought into meals and she doesn't really like cooking. But then I have clients who all they can think about is food. They're always constantly thinking about what they're going to eat, what they're going to make. Their social feeds are filled with food, um, food socials, uh, cooking ideas, They're constantly pinning recipes to Pinterest boards. Um, They're watching Food Network all the time. Like, I am talking 24-7. All they do is think about food. And so those two, two people might be extremes, and maybe you fall somewhere in between. But the question is worth asking, how often do you think about food? Is it in a healthy way? Is it in an unhealthy way? I know for myself personally, I used to think about food all the time. In fact, I would drive Jim crazy because we would be on vacation. And I, I remember this moment. We were sitting at the table eating breakfast in, our, in the house we had rented. And he is not even two bites into his breakfast. And I'm asking him the question, what do you want to do for dinner tonight? And he looks at me and he's like, Adrian, can we just please enjoy breakfast? I don't want to think about dinner right now. I don't even want to think about lunch right now. I just want to enjoy what I'm eating. And I just started laughing. I'm like, I can't help it. I'm just wired that way. And so I started thinking a little bit more about it. Why am I so fixated on meals? Is it my profession? Is it because you know I do enjoy cooking and thinking about food? And I started to really question myself, is, is it unhealthy? Am I doing it in an unhealthy way? And I think for me, the reason I like to have a plan and like to know what's coming up is I like to know where I can take risk and where I need to hold back. You know, if he said to me, you know what, let's go check out that barbecue restaurant that we passed on, you know, our drive yesterday, then I would know, all right, if we're doing barbecue tonight, then I'll probably stick to more of a light breakfast and a light lunch to allow myself to enjoy that meal. And so I think by nature, I'm just a planner. I like things organized. 
Uh, I like things neat and clean, but that never happens living in my house. Um, But I just, I do. I enjoy having a good plan so I know what's going on. And I don't think that's totally unhealthy. I think that's responsible in a way, as long as my plan can be flexible. And so I have clients that all they do is think about food, but sometimes that goes into an unhealthy place where they become obsessed and they're not able to think about anything else except for food. They're always thinking about what they're putting in their mouth. They're constantly calculating calories and carbs and macros and they're not able to be flexible when plans change. It actually causes a lot of anxiety and I would challenge that that is not a healthy place. My second question is, how often do you think about your weight? Is your weight, is your perception of your weight holding you back from living the life that you envisioned for yourself? You know, like I'm thinking when you were a kid, how did you envision your life? What did you think it would look like? So often I am just heartbroken over the clients I meet in my office who refuse to put on a bathing suit and go play with their kids in their water in the water, at the beach, or the swimming pool. I talk with women every day who won't wear shorts because they're embarrassed of how they look. And so they're wearing pants on 90-degree days. Seriously, this breaks my heart because this is why I'm doing this. This is why I'm doing this podcast. This is why I... You know, I'm a dietitian, and my life's mission is to help people get out of their own way and get out of their own heads so they can live the life they were called to. I am so passionate about this. I honestly, in my heart, believe that God put us here on earth for a specific purpose. And for so many people, our weight or our perception of our weight is holding us back from living a life of adventure. When I think of adventure, I think of my son, Ben. So as you know, I have five kids. So Jake is my oldest. You met him uh, in episode five when we talked about his vegan diet. He's still going strong, by the way. Um, Then I have my son, Parker, who's a year younger than Jake. Next is Ben. Ben is three years younger than Parker. So I have my three boys. And then two years later, after having Ben, I had twin girls, Charlie and Bella. And so Ben is smack dab in the middle. He is the middle child. Uh, His two older brothers are 15 months apart. So they're very similar to being twins. You know, they're, you know, physically in the same place. Um, Academically, they are older than him. So, you know, they're kind of doing similar things in school. There is nothing more of a punishment to Ben than have to be... um, categorized with the girls like he hates when the older two boys go off by themselves and he's stuck with the girls he feels like that is a punishment to him he hates being with the girls Um, but he can't always keep up with the older boys as desperately as he tries and so this kid is wired for adventure he is a daredevil he is constantly pushing himself to the edge he has no fear And I always have to laugh because I make the joke, you know, there's always one in the bunch. You can't have all the kids be nice and calm. You need one of them to keep you on your toes. And for our family, that is absolutely Ben. 
Um, just a couple of stories about him. You know, he is the kid because he has so much adventure in him and because he pushes himself. He's also the kid that gets hurt all the time. Um, I remember when he was 18 months old, uh, I was going to go to work and I was waiting for the new babysitter to come to our house. And so Ben and I took a walk. We were just walking in the yard and he kind of wandered up to the garden. And so I figured, well, we have some time to kill till the new babysitter came. And so we're walking around the garden and next thing I know, he trips over this wire and his head comes so close to this wire fence um, so much in that the wire a piece of the wire fence was poking out and it caught him right in the corner of the eye and so when I pick him up after he falls he is literally gushing blood from his eye now at this point he's 18 months so I'm pregnant with the girls and our garden is not close to the house so I'm carrying Ben running as fast as a pregnant lady with twins can run but down to the house to try to figure out what's going on you know is it his eye is it just next to his eye I'm trying not to freak out I have blood all over me because I'm supposed to go to work and I remember I was like what do I do do I take him to the emergency room do I take him to the doctor and so I call my family doctor I'm like what do I do what do I do I don't know and he said bring him over here we'll check him out we'll let you know if you need to go to the emergency room or if you need to go see an eye specialist so I load up Jake and Parker in their car seats I put Ben in his car seat and I go to drive off and I realize wait the new babysitter's coming what am I supposed to do with this Um, If I leave, she's going to come here and nobody will be here. And I don't have her phone number. So thankfully, right as I was about to leave, because I didn't know what else to do, um, she starts pulling up the driveway. And I remember yelling at her, like physically yelling at her, Megan, get in the car. Just get in the car. And she's just looking at me like, what? Like, you are a lunatic lady. And I'm like, get in the car. I'll explain everything to you. So she gets in the car. Oh, my goodness. I still can't believe she got in the car with me, to be honest. She didn't even really know me that well. And I, um, she gets in the car. We start pulling out of the driveway to go to the doctor. And I was like, Megan, I'm so sorry. My son, Ben, just he hurt himself. He's bleeding from his eye. Um, he's the one in the middle with the bloody eye. The guy on the left is Jake. The guy on the right is Parker. Kids, say hi to Megan. Meet your new babysitter. And everybody is just looking at me like deer in the headlights. And, you know, it's just another normal day, right? Ben always gets hurt, whether it's the, um, whether it's the garden wire. Um, he also burned his arm one time. He fell down the steps two times. Uh, this kid is just, you know, he's crazy. And even though he's crazy and he keeps us on his toes, I absolutely love his sense of adventure. He is what makes our family fun. He is what pushes us to do things that we wouldn't normally do. Yes, I probably yell a little bit more than normal uh, at him versus the others, but Ben is just such a great kid. And I think about him when I think about weight. I think about him because that kid is not thinking about anything except having a good time and pushing himself and seeing what he can accomplish. There is not one thought going through his head that maybe my body wouldn't be able to handle this, or maybe somebody's going to look at me and think I look funny when I go and do these things. He doesn't think that at all. He just is out there putting himself out there living a life of adventure. 
And guys, I want that for you. I want that for you so much. I want you to just go out and do things. I had a client one time whose son was having a dance at his school, and it was a mother-son dance. And the mother did not go to the dance because she was not comfortable with how she looked in a dress. And her son begged her. He was like, please, please go to the dance. I don't care what you wear. Wear pants. And she didn't go. And I think about that memory that both of them missed out on because she was too uncomfortable and my heart breaks. And so guys, where is, where are you at in your journey? Where is your head? Where is your mind? What is your perception of you and your size? And how is that holding you back from living a life of adventure and from living the life you were called to live? What memories are you missing out on? I'm recently, I'm starting a program called Diet Rehab. And part of that program is to provide healing and recovery and showing people a new way. And one of the things that I talk about over and over and over again is that if you want to be, if you want to be successful at this weight loss thing, if you want to be successful at changing your health, you absolutely have to be kind to yourself. There is zero place for shame and blame and guilt. That is something that we picked up along the way that we thought was going to serve us well, but it actually keeps us further from our goals. And so guys, I need you to drop the shame. I need you to drop the blame and I need you to live your life. I need you to put yourself out there. You are missing out on way too many things, thinking and obsessing about your weight and you are missing out on the life God called you to live. I need you to challenge your thoughts. I need you to really give yourself um, an honest observation or reflection of, you know, what are your thoughts and what are your actions? What are you not doing right now that is holding you back from creating memories? What are your kids begging you to do that you're not because you don't feel comfortable? You know, they're not thinking about your weight. Nobody's looking at your weight. Right. I remember reading something somewhere where they said, you know, when you go to the beach, nobody is looking at you. Everybody else is afraid that you're looking at them. And isn't that true? Like we go somewhere and we think that the whole world is looking at us. Nobody is looking at us. Everybody else is preoccupied in their head about how they look. And so where do you need to step out and create adventure in your life? Where do you need to stop being obsessive and realize you know what? I'm done with this. This isn't serving me well. It does not, I should say, it does not matter at all if you are a size zero or a size two or a size four or size six or whatever size you want to be. It does not matter at all if you are a small size, if you are, if there is a war waging in your head. Physical health and mental health equals health not just physical health, not what you think you should look like, but mental health is a big part of this. It does not matter if you are a size two, if you are battling a war in your head 24-7. That is not a mark of good health. That clothing size, that waistline is not a marker of health if you are, you know, battling 
inside your head all the time and constantly worrying and obsessing about your weight and what people think of you. That is not health. That is prison. We have to get to a point where we realize if we are not happy at our current weight and our current size, we are not going to be happier at a smaller size. We're not. We have to learn to accept where we're at now and learn to love where we're at now if we're ever going to learn to love ourselves somewhere else. Because I guarantee you, if you lose weight, you're always going to get to the point where you think, well, I would be happier if I just lose a little more. It's never enough. Nothing is ever going to make you happy. And so you have to learn to enjoy where you're at right now. So I'm going to ask you to, to challenge your thinking. I'm going to ask you to evaluate where you're at. Are you over obsessing about food? Are you thinking about it too much? Are you missing out on the life you were called? You know, if you're unsure, ask a friend. And then here's the deal. You can't get upset at the friend if they're honest with you. All right. Sometimes it's hard to see our own, our own flaws. And it's so hard to challenge our own thinking because we're in our heads all the time. We think our thoughts are normal. So sometimes we need the advice of a trusted friend to say like, hey, do you see me going too far to the left or too far to the right when it comes to this? Guys, you were created for something amazing. You have a specific purpose and a specific calling, whether that's motherhood, whether that's something professionally, whether that's taking a stand against um, an injustice, but you were created for an You were created for so much more than an obsession with your food and with weight. So let's talk about your recipe because I was trying to think of something. What recipe can I give that's simple and easy, but also, you know, it's it's fun and a little adventurous. And so today's recipe I'm going to share with you is my favorite shrimp tacos. Tacos are such an easy recipe. Uh, Most of us are familiar with it. Um, It's quick. It can be very healthy depending on what ingredients you're putting in. But I wanted to pick a recipe that doesn't take a lot of time, but it's all about, you know, serving the purpose of health and sustenance. But then you can clean up and quickly go out and live a life of adventure. So for this recipe, um, I love it because it's only a couple ingredients. So you're gonna get some whole wheat tortillas and you can use corn as well. I like to use the whole wheat flour tortillas. You're gonna get a about, I don't know, 24 peeled deveined large shrimp. If you wanna take a shortcut, buy the frozen shrimp that's already pre-cooked and all you have to do is thaw it out, it's ready to go. Go ahead and put your shrimp in a pan with a little bit of olive oil If it's raw shrimp, you're going to cook for about two to three minutes per side until they're nice and pink. If they're already pre-cooked, then you're just going to warm them up for a couple minutes. After your shrimp are done, you can add a little bit of crushed red pepper if you like heat. And if your family doesn't, just don't add that to it. On your whole wheat tortilla, you're going to add some fresh made guacamole. This is so simple. You're just gonna take a large avocado and you're gonna mash it with the back of a fork. You're gonna add some lime juice and fresh cilantro and salt and pepper. That is it. If you don't know, um, if you aren't familiar with buying avocados or you don't feel like making your own guacamole, they sell it already created at the grocery store. So take a shortcut. 
No reason to stress over this. Put the guacamole on your tortilla, add your shrimp, and then next you're going to add some broccoli slaw. Now, I know you can grab this at Wegmans. I believe they have it. Uh, it's basically a play off of coleslaw, like you would eat with cabbage, but broccoli is its foundation. You can throw broccoli through a food processor and shred it if you'd like, or you can just buy coleslaw mix at the grocery store in a bag. Again, this is no stress. This is supposed to be a really fun recipe that you can eat and move on and go out and have an adventure. So you got your tortilla, you got your guacamole, you got your shrimp, you got your broccoli slaw or your coleslaw. And then after that, all you're going to do is add some diced mango on top. And so you've got the sweet from the mango. You've got the, the um, crunchy from the slaw. You got the savory from the shrimp. You got the creamy from the guacamole. So you are hitting um, all these different taste buds. You're checking off all these boxes. And it's a quick, easy, healthy family favorite that I hope your family will enjoy as well. If you guys don't like shrimp, you can always add chicken or another fish if you'd like. All right, guys. Well, I hope you're doing well. I hope you're having a great week. Thank you so much for joining me. And I can't wait to see you next time. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Nourish, Eat, Repeat podcast. If you found this episode helpful, please rate, review, and share with others so we can reach and help more people. For more information about nutrition, how to work with a dietitian, or about any of our programs, visit our website at bodymetricspa.com. Or you can find us on socials. We're on Instagram at Bodymetrics Health or on Facebook at Bodymetrics Health and Wellness Services. The book, Nourish, Eat, Repeat, is available on our website and Amazon in both paperback and ebook versions. Once again, I'm Adrienne Delgado, and I'll see you next week.